0: Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. And today my guest is Anthony Kingsley, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in London, England. He's been a teacher for over 25 years. He has spent many years uh, working uh, with training other Alexander Technique teachers. And he, at the moment, is the director of the Alexander Teacher Training School in London, which offers a three-year professional teacher training program for Alexander teachers. Um, Anthony also is a psychotherapist, and he has worked with and was inspired by the formative psychology approach of Stanley Kellerman, and he's done workshops with uh, Stanley Kelman and offers individual sessions in integrative psychotherapy based on a somatic-emotional model. hope I've got that all that right. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So before we talk about the Alexander Technique and psychotherapy, I think it might be a good idea if you gave our listeners a very short description of the Alexander Technique.
1: Okay there's so many ways to describe the Alexander Technique and I suppose it would really depend on why a person first shows up at my studio but maybe a simple way of describing what the Alexander Technique is, is to say that it's a method or an education in unlearning habits of mind and body that interfere with healthy functioning
0: mm-hmm. and it's a, a method that was developed uh, roughly a hundred and some years ago by a guy named f matthias alexander that's right it's over a hundred years ago it's now it's been a long time, and it uses a combination of verbal uh, verbal guidance and very gentle hands on guidance uh, Would that be a fair fair statement absolutely from your point the, of view? The...
1: Absolutely. The Alexander teacher traditionally uses uh, a gentle touch communication from the, uh, the hands of uh, the teacher to the, uh, the body of the pupil. We call them pupils rather than clients mm-hmm. uh, because it's a learning process or as Alexander called it uh, an unlearning process and uh, the idea is that through the particular delicate and very subtle touch of the Alexander teacher, the pupil discovers habitual patterns of stress and tension and habits of reaction that have built up and become ossified, become habituated over many, many years and interfere with freedom, freedom of expression, freedom of movement and freedom of health. And so very much the technique is about unlocking and unblocking the full potential of the human being, so that healthy functioning, fluidity, healthy breathing, healthy circulation, and spontaneous and free movement can be recovered.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, I would imagine that if, if someone were to define psychotherapy there might be some parallels. Would that be true? Not so much on the physical level, but perhaps more on the emotional and mental level? Well, it's an interesting
1: question because, uh, as I'm sure you know, uh, psychotherapy has been through quite a lot of permutations over the last 50, 60 years. And um, there has been a a renewed interest in body psychotherapy. Uh, But traditionally, psychotherapy is the art of healing the mind, healing the psyche from troubles and problems of living. Uh, Body psychotherapy recognizes that the mind and body compose a unity that are very, very much part of Alexander's vision as well. Alexander called his work psychophysical re-education. One of his most famous quotations in this regard is, and I quote, the term psychophysical is used both here and throughout my works to indicate the impossibility of separating physical and mental operations in our conception of the working of the human organism. And I know that's a long and complex sentence, but very simply what he says over and over again that To use terms like mind and body is in fact untrue, or it doesn't really explain the unity of the human being, what Alexander called the psychophysical self. And so when we touch the body, we're not touching some bit of flesh and bone, we're actually communicating with the person. And body psychotherapy recognizes the same truth and utilizes this link or unity of mind and body to activate and promote healing of the psyche.
0: Right, and that is the the form of psychotherapy that you use yourself, right?
1: Yes, although I uh, work primarily as an Alexander teacher and trainer, and I don't have very much uh, time to devote to psychotherapy, although I am trained as a psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's probably fair to say that my Alexander work has been inspired by my exploration in psychotherapy and my encounters with Stanley Kellerman over the years. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very much the way I see the Alexander technique in the original conception of Alexander's, which is his work is not simply a, a body mechanics or ergonomics or a way of simply promoting mechanical efficiency. This is just the icing on the cake, so to speak, if a person has got physical troubles. The Alexander Technique has a much greater and wider capacity, and I I do think it has uh, uh, the possibility of healing the mind-body, helping a person grow, helping a person heal from wounds of distortion that interfere with their everyday life and functioning.
0: Mm-hmm. And certainly, um, when Alexander was doing his initial investigations back in uh, Australia in the 19th century, uh, the idea of mind-body unity was not really out there in the West, and he he was way, way ahead of himself. Um, and even the term that you hear all the time now, mind-body connection, uh, in his view it wasn't so much as i understand it so much a connection as they were the same thing just exactly. looked at from different different points of view a, a view that certainly in the 1890s and early 20th century was not um not very much uh, out there in in the west so um for somebody who's listening to to us today who has either uh, had psychotherapy or is engaged in it or some, some similar process whether it's a, a a somatic based one or not what might be a reason for them to consider uh, exploring the Alexander Technique?
1: Okay well I think there are a number of reasons why the Alexander Technique can be valuable for someone exploring themselves in traditional psychotherapy Perhaps the most important would be that the Alexander Technique is visible. You are touching something real. And although in traditional psychotherapy you can hypothesize about desires, about feelings, about thoughts, about fantasies, because of this wonderful truth of mind-body unity, you can see a person's struggles and reactions through the postural mechanisms, if you can observe them clearly. And this is really, really important, because it grounds some of the basic work of psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. And the student
0: student can actually pretty quickly sense those changes, him or herself. Precisely. precisely. It's there for everybody to see, basically.
1: It is there for everybody to see and everybody to experience. And when you have the hands of an experienced Alexander teacher on you, and you feel safe and you feel contained. The Alexander teacher, through this particular form of contained touch, this communication of okayness, the pupil can then let go of some of the holding patterns and body arm rings that they've been holding on to, quite rightly, as a way to feel safe in an unsafe world. And so these feelings of release in the body musculature go hand in hand with letting go of some of the reactions of anxiety and terror that have often held people enslaved for a long period of time. And these changes are immediate. And I certainly wouldn't say they are initially long-lasting. They need to be embodied and they need to be integrated. But the experience, the direct experience of allowing oneself to have feelings rather than guard against feelings is a very, very powerful experience. And it goes hand in hand with a feeling of poise and harmony and lightness and freedom. And
0: And, I would also think um, as a student progresses and learns to uh, use the tools of the Alexander Technique for themselves, it's also pretty empowering.
1: Yes, the, the fundamental principle of the Alexander technique is based on self-responsibility. Uh, Alexander discovered that his own voice problems, uh, he went hoarse variously as a reciter on the London stage, reciting Shakespearean pieces, he went hoarse, and he endeavored to find a solution. But the primary act that he actually engaged in the decision he made was I'm doing something to myself I need to take responsibility for my own reactions to these life events performance anxiety stress reactions and I can do something for myself and the teacher and this is why it is education rather than treatment or therapy the Alexander teacher empowers the individual empowers the pupil to detect and become aware of what they 've been doing unconsciously as an unconscious guarding pattern an unconscious habit of distortion, and then enables them to release the pattern of distortion and return to a quality of ease and harmony
0: mm-hmm. and I would imagine maybe i 'm wrong about this, but in in standard psychotherapy. I'm sure uh, there is this idea of self responsibility but I wonder if there is also perhaps missing the, the, a concrete method of changing the situation. What, what's your take on that?
1: That's not such an easy, easy thing to talk about. I think in really, really good psychotherapy uh, there's very much an empowerment of the individual to take responsibility for their behaviors and their struggles mm-hmm. with the guidance of a sensitive and dedicated psychotherapist. I certainly wouldn't say that uh, Alexander has a monopoly of, of self-responsibility, mm-hmm. but I think what Alexander teachers do is make those patterns very, very real and very, very detectable through the sensory mechanisms of the muscle system. Mm -hmm. And then the, the pupil can say, ah, that's me. I know that I'm really holding myself. I'm gripping my jaw. I'm tightening my neck as a way of not feeling anxious or not feeling sad. I might bite my upper lip as a way of not wanting to cry. I may tighten my breathing as a way of not wanting to feel alarm. I may hold my shoulders hunched and compressed as a way of not detecting and not feeling my own anger mm-hmm. and so the alexander technique makes this very very direct link between the emotional drama and the physical manifestations of this drama mm-hmm. and that, that is very very immediate and very very powerful
0: mm-hmm. is, uh, is there any... Are, you mentioned there were several reasons why a person uh, who's uh, uh, in in taking or involved in psychotherapy might also want to explore the Alexander Technique? Are there some others that you can think of?
1: Well I think uh, if you're a psychotherapist or a supervisor of psychotherapists Mm -hmm. the, the particular skills that develop in the Alexander Technique are capacities of stillness, Capacities of non-reactivity, capacities that Alexander called inhibition, the capacity not to rush ahead, finish people's sentences, a capacity for patience. And I think all psychotherapists uh, can learn and benefit from these, these skills, which are very, very much embodied in the growing stillness of the nervous system. Mm-hmm. And, and I do believe that that enables the psychotherapist to be a better listener, the supervisor to be more grounded, and the uh, the person that 's involved in one to one encounter be more of a sensitive guide
0: and I believe that a lot of recent um, research in the area of mirror neurons would suggest that um, the, the, the state, as it were, of the psychotherapist is being directly conveyed to, to his or her client in, in unconscious ways.
1: Well, you're, you're 100% right, and if you think about it, it, we touch another person not simply through the medium of the hands, although that's a very, very direct communication. We can touch people through words.
0: Or through mm-hmm. just presence.
1: Exactly, just presence. You can touch people through maybe an electromagnetic field that surrounds us. Mm-hmm. We can touch through tone of voice. Mm-hmm. We can touch with intention. Mm-hmm. And I think when we know these truths about the neurological activities, these mirroring c- capacities that we all share as, as human beings, it makes it even more clear why the direct experience of the hands-on work of an Alexander teacher is so, so real and so powerful. And it's also important to remember that then it's not just the Alexander teacher who connects very deeply to another human being. Psychotherapists can do exactly the same thing, even without touch, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Through, through the mechanism that you're talking about. Right. And so I do think that a sensitive, grounded and integrated psychotherapist can do very, very effective work on a person and it still be holistic, it still can talk to the mind-body, it still can talk to the psychophysical self of the other person in front of them. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that one has a claim of superiority over the other. I think both, if they're effective, can be truly psychophysical in nature. hmm I think the problem with traditional psychotherapy is that it's very easy to go off into mind stuff, into cerebral activity, into head stuff, and actually forget about the experience, to lose the experience, the embodied experience, mm-hmm. in, in, in intellectualizations, which actually leave us further and further away from the ground of our experience. Mm-hmm. And this is why I feel that the Alexander Technique has less of a danger of doing that sort of thing, because straight away it brings a person out of their heads and into their, into their embodied experience, into the embodied
0: self. Um, Anthony, is there? Uh, I'm thinking this might be a good place to to uh, bring our conversation to a close. Unless there's something else that you think is really important to add. Yes, I, I
1: would like to add something. I'd like to say for the, for, for the listeners that uh, you can take Alexander as far and as deep as your needs require and as the Alexander teacher can go with you. And if a person has a simple pain in the neck or a pain in the lower back, they don't have to explore the depths of their psyches to get an effective way of dealing with themselves. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. It's a very open-ended process, the Alexander Technique. Um, People sometimes come for two or three lessons and get what they need at the time, and then some people take lessons pretty much their whole life and become teachers and devote their lives to it. The range is... um, uh, So, yes, you can explore it uh, a little bit to see, see... what you think about it, and um, you're not committed to some lengthy, intensive process. Not at all. Not at all.
1: I think you need to look at what your needs are and hopefully find a teacher that can meet those needs at the point where you want to access
0: them. Absolutely. Well, um, um, my guest today uh, has been Anthony Kingsley, who's an Alexander teacher in London, England, and also uh, a psychotherapist. If anything that uh, we've been talking about uh, intrigues you and you live in in London, uh, contact Anthony. We'll put a link to his website next to the interview. And if you live anywhere else in the world, we'll put a link to a a website that will allow you to find a teacher uh, in, in your area. Anthony, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Robert. All the best.